Welcome to the Persian and the poet. Cool. Salamati. distant mountain whispers of others' agonies. I can feel myself holding the world back with a familiar blanket of trauma wrapped around my cold shoulders. I am beginning to understand the pain of my experience has leached into my very identity and declared itself to be me. It has cozied itself like a glacier into the landscape of my being while slowly scouring out deep valleys of its own making. I pull my pain up a little higher and snuggle into my sorrow a little deeper. Who is this me that is not my grief? Who is this me that is not my grief? وندو همچون قنداقی مرا در خود پیچیده و من مسون در پناه درد نجوای احتزار بلندی های دور را نمیشنوم و من جهان را به عقب راندم با پتوی معنوس دردهایم بر بازوان یخ زدم آرام آرام در میابم رنج جان کاهین آسمون را و در دینک خیشتن فروشسته مرا خیشی از خود میداند و در دینک به سان کوهی از یخ قوتور در چشمانداز وجود من گویی ذره ذره میروبد شکافهای عمیقش را و من قنوده در بستر اندو پتوی سیاه دردم را بالاتر میکشم آری از این درد و آری از این انبوه اندو من کیستم من کیستم I just want to say thank you for working so hard to translate this poem because I saw you working I think you must have spent about three, at least three hours last night mm-hmm. fully focusing working away so it's a you know I just wanted to say that because it's such a big effort you know bringing 
bringing a poem, I mean, this poem took me quite a long time to write as well, but also it takes you a long time to bring it into Farsi as well. So, um, so I just want to acknowledge that, you know. So, Aww, thank you so much. And um, that's, <clears throat> as I always say, it's challenging, but it's such a great practice for me. And I love <clears throat> it. I love this challenge of uh, practicing Cameron's poems and um, <clears throat> I haven't had that chance before because I always like poetry and yeah. you know writing poem but I think I'm not a good like a right person to do that I mean because I'm not really good enough to create words put the words together to express my feeling but I realized that with translation with translating from other people I can do that yeah. it just it gives me that power to um, express my feelings through the poem of someone else and yeah, that's wow. such a privilege actually oh, nice. uh, oh we're so good oh. <laughs> yeah so no that's that's absolutely fine but uh, just mm. let me please to talk about the challenge of translating yeah, this what, beautiful poem but how, how before, was it for you yeah yeah can you tell us about the, what is poem about and can you please yeah. give us the history of when did you write it actually well um look i actually wrote it i'm not sure when i wrote it, it might have been about six months Months ago, so it's a relatively new poem for me. But um, I've been working on a memoir which is based in Norway. It's called The Lemon Moon. Uh, I went to Norway in 2016, and it was the basically my marriage had just ended. We just sold our house, and I just wanted to go to the other side of the world um, and just have a moment. To myself before I started a whole new life again. Um, so it was an incredible, powerful trip um, and mm. very pivotal for me that I go to the other side of the world. I you know, went right up to the Arctic and I went in the, the dramatic thing about Norway is the mountains, these enormous mountains and the fjords. And um, so that's, for me, that's the setting of the poem. That's me reflecting on what I was thinking about. And also, so what this poem comes from is that, so like that end of my marriage in 2016 was probably one of the most devastating times for me, incredibly difficult. I was racked with anxiety and stress and worry and just absolutely just like grief, heartbreak, grief yeah, about absolutely. this relationship that I'd given my whole self to. And um but then also, and I couldn't deny that grief. It, the grief was so powerful. But also sometimes I was frustrated because I knew that my grief separated me from sometimes from other people and from life. That actually grief becomes this little world that you're in. So the key metaphor is like swaddle, which is you're wrapped up. You know, you're wrapped up yeah. in your own grief. And I really resented in some ways, how self-oriented I had to be to survive the grief. It made me feel selfish. But basically the grief was so big I had to deal with my grief. But I, this is me acknowledging also, like, who am I? So it's the key question that it ends with. Who am I mm. that is not grief? And if anything, that was my really big lesson, lesson the thing that I learned from Norway is that I felt like I just felt defined by my grief. But in Norway, having two weeks to myself, I suddenly realized there is a me that is totally separate to my grief. There is a me that is, can actually never even be touched by anyone or what anyone does to me. 
like some people might call this the soul or the true self, but there is actually something that will always be me that is totally separate from my experiences. Mm. So, um, <laughs> so for me, that's what this poem captures. But it's it's me in that moment of pain, sort of peeking up peeking above the blanket of my pain and going there's a world out there and also there's people in great pain out there but I can't quite deal with it yet (laughs) but yet who am I when I can you know that's that's the big question so was that like when you read the poem did that come forward for you or not how was it for you absolutely maybe because I had I went through I don't know if you guys know that like Mm. I just my um, marriage ended up kind of like maybe nine, ten months ago. And um, so I went through that journey and I know what's happening. So I mm. feel so connected to this poem in somehow because, you know, mm. I went through the same experience, fortunately or unfortunately, but mm. it's so painful. And exactly, you have that pain inside you and you're mm. just thinking about that pain and yourself, you carry, you is just... Mm. is. It's with you all the Mm. time. And, Mm. you know, you don't think about other people, agony or pain or suffer because Mm. you are absolutely in pain. And I... It's amazing for me when it comes to the pain and Mm. as a universal human being experience, it's just not... It's just about, like, separation. You know, pain is universal Mm. experience and we all have this experience. So, Mm. which is... It's so fascinating how we can get connected to this poem. I think I believe even those people, they didn't went through this experience as like exactly like separation or Mm. divorce. Mm. But still, you know, the pain is universal. The pain is inside us. We're suffering in this world, Mm. but we're still alive. We're still enjoying the life and we're still experiencing because the the Mm. pain is part of life. We Mm. cannot separate pain Mm. from living. We are living to suffer. And um, I think this this poem mm. really pictured it really perfectly for me. As I said, I absolutely like you really get connected to this poem. Mm. And um, I think why that was hard to translate it, because, you know, when you feel that mm. really deep, Mm. pain and darkness and emotion mm. when you when you're gonna just put it in another word in another language mm. the struggle is just like am i like doing the right thing to express this person emotion mm. and um, it, that was challenging and mm. that was confusing and mm. uh, but i think because i because i had the same experience maybe i was successful in mm. translation but again please 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 <laughs> let me know about the translation the mm. yeah um, Persian Farsi speakers people and we really appreciate it. Mm. Yes. And um, can I just comment? So uh, and I've mentioned this before that I, when I get the translation that Ramak has done, I then put it into Google Translate, really? and of course it it gives a really basic um, version, but I can sort of see what you've done. And the bit that I really liked was just the very last line. So my last line of my poem is, who is this me that is not my grief? But I like what you did with it. You basically said, well, the, the, the Google, Google, said, <laughs> Google said, free from my pain and free from this mass of sorrow, who am I? And actually, I actually think that's really beautiful. I, I like 
what, does that represent what you said in Farsi? Uh, yeah, like, absolutely. Okay, I think oh, absolutely. Good. He, and that's beautiful. Google, you did a good job. <laughs> oh, wow. Credit to you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, you did it yeah. like a, in such a basic way, but yeah, you passed the point. Yeah, but I love, point. I love what you've done with that last line. Mm. So, um, oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. So, mm. this is yeah, Cameron's poem, Cameron's poem, mm. and... Um, um, as I always telling him, because, you know, I think because in Australia, unfortunately, po- poems and, you know, it's it's not something to appreciate. In, it's not, unfortunately, in, necessarily in the culture. Mm. And uh, I always telling Cameron he could be really not famous, like get a better <laughs> representation of his work. And because he's, he's the, the word he's making with his poetry at least for me, it's just amazing. The story he's telling, mm. the metaphors he's using, and uh, it's just so unique and different and so like deeply emotional, which is, a, mm-hmm. I think for me, uh, is, is such a big part to write a poem. You have to feel that emotion. Yeah. And if you could uh, pass it to the, like, you know, uh, just, how can I say that? Oh, I don't know. Uh... To sh- like, are you saying like share sh- it? Oh, share, share, share. easy. Yeah, to, share to, it to others and just yeah. hmm. it's such a big thing. And I think he he's doing it. <laughs> I know, I, yeah, but I know you're biased, okay? But I will take all of that. You know, you should take yeah. and yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still, he's my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so um, yeah, all right. Well, thanks for talking okay. about it and oh, my no, poem. Thanks for your I mean, I know, and probably any artist would feel this. It's always such a pleasure when I know for uh, for me particularly mm. when people engage with your artwork, with your creativity. It's so satisfying. I know that part of me is just like, hey, that just makes me so happy when people go, what does that mean? And and they genuinely feel it. And you do that so beautifully for me. So I love yeah. I love that. Because so. we create to people see it, see us, yeah. like see our the result of our thoughts and our what we're thinking about, what yeah. how we see the world through our I don't know the lens of the camera or through mm. the our poems, through mm-hmm. the I don't know paintings. So yeah. So we were looking at a few different poets. I did my own research over the week, just going, oh, what, what are some of these Iranian poets? And it's hard for me to research trying to find the good poems. Um, but I did stumble upon the name of Ahmed Shamlu. Um, but you sent me through a page where, where there was one poem that was just like, bam, that is it. I want to do that poem. Um, uh, so what's it called in Farsi? Darastane. Darastone. Darastone. And, and in, in English, English, it's called In This Dead End Road. And I really loved it. It was incredibly powerful. Um, so, but can you tell me what do you know? I mean, yeah, we, we, again, we're not scholars um, or anything like that. We're here just lovers of poetry. So what what do you know about Ahmed Shamlu? Um, as, a, as an Iranian, like other Iranians, I... We, we know Shamlu. Shamlu is such a strong contemporary poet back in Iran, and mm-hmm. um, and he really influenced on the poetry, modern poetry, I can say, in back in Iran. Yeah. And and because he was a kind of, as I said, a troublemaker person, because he was right. playing with the politics and the 
politics issues and yeah. specifically in freedom and uh-huh. human being issues and those stuff. So it was like such a really intense subject to talk about that in Iran as mm. a as a country you don't have really freedom and especially with poetry and with writing. So it's um, mm. you know you you have to be really careful with your what are you doing. But you know as an artist you have to be in the same time free and just express yourself and. Show in this beautiful poem, which is one of the really iconic poems from him. And, you know, we know him and we unfortunately in these past couple of years back in Iran, we experienced the really darkness. Right. And so this is the poem I think people in Iran and even us in other side of the world, we still like, you know, whispering mm. and, you know, we just sharing to ourselves this poem so iconic and beautiful and i hope you really enjoy it mm. and yeah the, uh in my just brief readings of shamlu you know he was jailed by the shah um, yeah, so right. yeah so he was speaking out and he got jailed um you know so he genuinely suffered for his poetry you know he said oh, you know these are things i need to say and they were dangerous things to say and reading this poem like it is like it's a kicker like uh it i mean is. it's 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 really saying it hard and but i just thought it was so powerful دهانت را میبویند مبادا گفته باشی دوستت دارم دلت را میپویند مبادا شعلهی در آن نهان باشد روزگار قریبی است نازنین و عشق را کنار تیرک راهوند تازیانه میزنند عشق را در پستوی خانه نهان باید کرد شوق را در پستوی خانه نهان باید کرد روزگار قریبی است نازنین و در این بمبست کج و پیچ سرما آتش را به سوخت بار سرود و شعر فروزان می‌دارند به اندیشیدن خطر مکن روزگار غریبی است نازنین آنکه بر در می‌کوبد شباهنگام به کشتن چراغ آمده است نور را در پستوی خانه نهان باید کرد روزگار غریبی است نازنین آنک قصابانند بر گذرگاه های مستقر با کنده و ساتوری خونالود و تبسم را بر لبها جراحی می کنند و ترانه را بر دهان کباب قناری بر آتش سوسن و یاس شوق را در پستوی خانه نهان باید کرد ابلیس پیروزمست سور ازای ما را بر سفره نشسته است خدای را در پستوی خانه نهان باید کرد خدای را در پستوی خانه نهان باید کرد They sniff your breath unless you said I love you. 
They sniff your heart. Such strange times, my sweet. And they flog love at every checkpoint. We must hide love in the back room. In the cold of this dead-end, crooked road, they stoke their pyres with our poems and songs. Don't risk thinking, for these are strange times, my sweet. The man who beats at the door in the nadir of night has come to kill the lamp. We must hide light in the back room. Those are butchers in the passageways with their chopping blocks and bloodied cleavers. Such strange times, my sweet. They carve smiles off faces and sever songs from our mouths. We must hide pleasure in the back room. Canaries are barbecued on flames of lilies and jasmines. Such strange times, my sweet. And the devil, drunk on victory, feasts at the table set for our wake. We must hide God in the back room. Yeah, this poem just, Oof, yeah. It's such a kicker. I mean Yeah, I'm getting I, I yeah, I got goosebumps too, <laughs> because mm. for me you know, as an Iranian is so related to what's happening in Iran mm. at the moment and really you know, even wow. even, you know, um I'm here in Australia, living here, but is part of is is such an important part of me is still there. Even mm. I do not actually like to back to that country. Honestly, mm. I don't miss that country in the way of like oh, I missed Iran. I have to. I, I missed the street. I miss. I didn't miss it, but it's mm. a part of me inside me is yeah. just strongly related to that country because mm. you know is I spent thirty years on my life. Over there, mm. so and this poem is a story of, mm. which is like this is not a real, a really new, new poem, but mm. it's it's absolutely. Unfortunately, it sounds like it's still relatable. Telling the story like, of what's happening, yeah, it's still part of the Iranian story. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they sniff our breath. So this is this is absolutely right. So what yeah, do you think wow. about that? A part of the because for me has mm. got the political, you know, the complex. Now he because he was writing this what to the Shah's re- regime would it be or would it have been uh, uh, which regime would he I be talking think about? Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. But I think this one is after after Shah. Okay, yeah. okay, right. So mm. and I just like for me. Like, it's incredibly strong. Like, all the images are so beautiful and so rich, but also that refrain of we must hide love in the back room, we must hide the light in the back room, pleasure and God all must be hidden in the back room. You know, you can just see how everything has to go underground. You know, everything has to be hidden. These, you know, these 
I don't know, true expressions of what it means to be human, to, to love and to have pleasure and, and delight, just to, which is just hope as far as I see. You know, everything has to be suppressed, hidden away. So, I mean, for me, it's I, like as, you know, being in good old free Australia where you can do whatever you want, like it's in some ways so unrelatable. Only in very small ways <laughs> in these COVID times can I relate to that a little bit. But like, no, but only, you know, like I don't want to compare Australia during COVID to, you know, like Iran and what, what's been no, happening in Iran. But no, but I do, I can't understand. Yeah, but even just the, such strange times, my sweet. That's the other refrain that's used in there. And for me, it just, uh, it reeks of truth. Authentic, authenticity, yeah. and he's found incredibly strong words to capture what needs to be said, you know. So for me, that's an example of just a perfect poem, you know, beautiful poem, so powerful. So that's what I loved about it. I mean, and so this is a really contemporary poem, and yeah. do you enjoy it in Farsi? Like, what's, mm. it, does it, yeah, how does it work for you in Farsi? Uh, absolutely. This is, as I said, this is a poem, this a specific poem is a poem from Ahmad Chamlu, like Iranian states. It's so familiar. It's mm. a familiar thing for Iranian. But um, yeah. I apologize if I didn't read it properly because I was getting really emotional. And mm. um, that's that's yeah. my weak point. because <laughs> No, it's not a weak point. It's a beautiful point. Yeah, but because when I get emotional, I'm just like, mess it up. <laughs> so um, mm. it's, it's so touchy is absolutely a touchy poem and mm. we realize that yeah it's related and I think this is a beauty of the right and true art when you are a true mm. artist mm. whatever you do is acceptable and understandable in any um, you know in any century in any year in any time because you know yeah, you say that it's a universal thing and it doesn't mm. matter you're living like Mm. I don't know, 100 years ago or now in 2020. Mm. And it's, it's just, or mm. even you you live in Australia, in Switzerland or in Iran. It's mm. just, you mm. have to tell the truth and that truth can get connected to the people's heart and they feel it. And uh, that's, I absolutely believe about mm. art and the true artist and the job they need, they actually, as an artist, we need to do. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think for me, it's always... I mean, it's not an easy thing to do, but like to to give words to fleeting feelings or or to to moments that people have never quite captured in words. I mean, I think yeah. that's what a good writer does. A good poet could be a good novelist as well. So capturing those feelings or things that you sort of, uh, you know, but you've just never found the perfect words yes. for it. That and, was uh, why I was really mm. amazed with your poem and uh, that the poem we shared tonight. Oh, and, really? Yeah, because that was, yeah, really, really touching and mm. yeah, you could feel connection. And uh, uh, yeah, wow. that's that's it. I think I think maybe we are going to share more poems from Ahmad Shamlu because wow, he's such an iconic person yeah. in the contemporary okay. Iranian poetry mm. and yeah mm. we have more beautiful things to share and mm. can i say about the similarity between you and ahmad Shamlu? oh well if you think it's there what 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 do you think that similarity i mentioned last night yeah so what's the similarity oh the similarity actually i found out like cameron simmons is so similar to <laughs> ahmad Shamlu because <laughs> so he gets ahmad Shamlu got married basically two times and oh for the last <laughs> 
said that, that, that similarity. <laughs> Is that okay? Well, yeah, whatever, yeah. So, yeah, so he got married two times and then in the last, like, love story of his life, mm. he was with this lady, his, his lover, third yeah. wife, and right. then, yeah, they get married, they got mm. married, and... Ida, which is Ida, is such a like. He wrote so many poems um, mm. about her and for her, and because he was totally a lover. And mm-hmm. recently, I think a series of his writing in, you know, because he used to write a letter to uh, Ida, oh, okay. uh, and mm. recently they get published back in Iran and. Mm. Mm, because Ida is still alive. And so oh, in that way, wow. I feel so like, oh, you're so similar. So, um, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I hope I can be similar. Gee, that mm. sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, you know, you had two, you, yeah, you get married two times. And, yeah. And then you writing poem for me. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, oh, it's just was funny last night when yeah. I was thinking about that. And yeah. <laughs> Cameron as a poet and <laughs> Ahmed Shamlu, I was like, I should tell him that. But yeah, I think we should share more poems of him. And yeah, well, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. yeah. And please tell us what we're doing because I feel like... <laughs> tell us what we're doing. Yeah, what we're doing. No, tell us we, what you are, think of oh, what, we're what we're doing. doing. Yeah, what like, do what? you think we're doing? No, no. <laughs> Tell us what you think of what we're doing. Oh, yeah, what? yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, because yeah, that's right. We'd love feedback, you know. So yeah, uh, and you know, sometimes mm. we're both like so like down and like, oh, is no one gonna come? Because <laughs> we're doing. But it's good to just know what we're doing. Like, what do you think about us, and mm. what do you like about us, and. You know, it's so, it's at least for me, it's such a big and good thing, and I can't just yeah. like, I'm gonna do it again. Yeah, good. Yeah. Well, I like your earrings. Is that a star? That's nice. <laughs> They're so heavy, so oh, I cannot really? be. It's, it's so funny. It's, it's perfect because on Friday nights we have live and I can dress up. Yeah, this is, our, this is the other reason why we're doing this as an excuse to dress up. We've been so locked in yeah. for all these weeks. So this is our excuse to dress up and like. And put the makeup on so I'm zombie during the day and I became a Cinderella night on Fridays. <laughs> just on Fridays. Yeah, Cinderella. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming, everybody. Yeah. And yeah, I love you all. And mm. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for listening and watching us. And mm. please subscribe to our uh, podcast, which yeah, is everywhere. Me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So let's sign off. So you have been listening to The Persian and the Poet. Salamati. Salamati. Shabhosh. Good night. Have a great day. Good morning. Rusetun bekhir, shabetun bekhir va dusetun darim. Khodafes.